Alright, so, what the heck is, what is the date? Ah, the date is the 12th of February. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm letting my podcast just suffer miserably in, 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 in abject desolation. No one's listening. Oh no, whatever will I do? <laughs> this is, this podcast, the point of this podcast and everything I'm doing is to just pack information into digestible circuits so that when my work does finally hit and let's say stretch on into apocalypse goes to goes to publication goes to press we can we can we can honestly and, and surely say that that, 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 that that people will probably be wanting more um, from me once that book is out. So, surprise, surprise! Next week we're bringing the wet. I'm doing two things next week. I'm querying literary agents next week, which means that I'm sending literary agents samples of the book Stretch Aeon into Apocalypse, and I'm asking them if they would be interested in publishing the book. And I'm relaunching endogenous.tech. I'll probably do that this weekend, to be honest. And I'll continue to add material to it in the, in the coming weeks because um, the last incarnation of endogenous tech was massive and I have every faith that the, 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 the new uh, uh, edition of, of endogenous.tech also needs to be massive. So... Before we go forward, let's just remember what it is that we're doing right now. We're, we're, we're talking about, in, in, in the broadest possible context, we are talking about how culture conditions the human species to act adversely and caustically against the garden biome. The garden biome is the envelope of life that, that sheathes this planet in both the, the, the atmosphere and the seas that allows life to occur chemically. And our culture has us pitted against our planet's garden biome so that we are ultimately and fundamentally disrupting the planet's ability to, to, to conduct life. That's why this, this, again, that's why this podcast is called Culture Catalyzes Climate because ultimately human culture catalyzes the climate chemically to become something new. And if we're not lucky, we won't survive that transformation. We got to get our acts together and we got to pull out of what, what we're in. And, and the unfortunate thing that we're facing is we are um, neck deep in a terrifying pandemic that has us really disabled and, and immobilized as a, as a civilization. And our solution to being neck deep in a pandemic is to go to 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 borrow further and further and further and further and further into debt which i think probably threatens our currency and my concern is that if our currency blows out and and we've we've got you know already one large covid borrowing under the the federal reserve and we also have we still have the uh, the 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 damages done by quantitative easing back in 2008 2009 through 2016 
we still have all the damages of QE that we, we, we haven't um, dealt with. Those were kept handily hidden under Hank Ta Parsons' tar Targeted Asset Recovery Program or Troubled Asset Relief Program, depending on who you ask. Um, TARP, T-A-R-P, we threw a TARP over all of those financial crimes. Thank you, Hank Paulson. So what happens if our currency loses its value at a time when we're trying to deal with a climate emergency? You know, or what happens, heaven forbid, if our currency loses value at a time when, you know, let's, let, let's say these new COVID variants are resistant to um, um, boost to, uh, to uh, um, oh God, it's early in the morning and I can't remember my words. Come on, words. It's a, it's a shot that you take that makes you immune to a disease. What the hell is the word I'm looking for? Inoculation? That's kind of. Vaccine. That's the word I'm looking for. What happens if these new COVID variants resist the vaccine that we have on the market? I fully anticipate that they will. I fully anticipate that, that we're, we're just getting started with COVID and we really, I, I humbly submit that we don't know what we're dealing with quite yet. Something big is happening here. So we've got a, a very complex disease matrix bearing down on us right now. And at, at the same time that's happening, we have an unraveling climate. And very rationally, we're, 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 we're making, we're taking steps to save our own necks before we take steps to save the planet's neck, you know? Um, and, and that makes sense, you know? What, what's the instruction when you get on an airplane? Adjust your mask before fitting others. <laughs> you know, put your mask on first, then go, then go help somebody else's. The problem is that I think that we're gonna be playing whack-a-mole with COVID variants for years to come. And I, and I think that they're going to be varyingly deadly. And we'll, we'll be dealing with these for years to come. And we, we, we have to accept that our prayers for a return to normal aren't going to be heard anytime soon. And what we have to do is we, 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 we've got to break out of the slump that we're in because we, we, we really owe it to ourselves and to our neighboring species, plant and animal, to get a grip on what's happening with the planet. And I'm, uh, look, I'm extremely encouraged that Biden is, and the, the Biden administration is as pro-climate as it is. I just feel like they're, 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 they're moving from a status quo understanding of how, of how climate issues are to be resolved. And my, I have a radically different view of how climate is to be solved. I don't see where they're taking a, a um, holistic view of the planet. And I don't see where they're taking a holistic view of the planet as a large chemical, interwoven chemical system. Nor how they're, they're um, I don't think that they're also looking at the planet as a large organism. They don't have macroorganism theory. They don't have um, my, my, contributions to Einstein's work. They don't, they don't have any of the things, you know, I, and why? Why don't they have my work? 
That's that's a personal question, and it deserves an answer. And I don't quite know how to answer it except to say, on top of all of the gifts that I've been blessed with, I have a mental illness. You know, I'm going to be completely honest about that. I'm diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And when I began doing this work in earnest in 2016, I split with my ex, reunited with my ex, and then my ex went absolutely apeshit and, and, um, and attacked me continuously for 10 months while we were on the road. And that just drove me over the edge. I, I completely snapped. So the work kept me alive and it sustained me and all that stuff. But I crashed. I just spiraled out of control and ultimately ended up hospitalized for a period of years because of my ex. Because I couldn't break away from him. And because he was damaging and he was damning and he was all the things that you don't want a lover to be. And I crashed. So that said, I don't, I think my work has a lot more likelihood to, to, to gain traction in, in, in the country and in the world during a Biden presidency than it would have during a Trump presidency. I think I would have been banging my head against the wall if, 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 if the work would have been, would have broke during Trump. So, so what do I want to talk about today? That's just an introduction. Like, hey, here, here's, 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 here's what we got going on. So this, we're going to do a, a laundry list of updates. <clears throat> First of all, the book, Stretch Aeon into Apocalypse. I'm leaving four chapters up. I'm not going to put the rest up. Why? Because I'm going to literary agents, and um, and I really want a literary agent to pick this book up, and I really want a literary agent to take this book to press. And if I give it away for free as an audiobook, no one will buy it when they when the when the time comes. So you get a free sample, unless my agent tells me to pull it down. You get a free sample, a generous free sample, I might add, and. It covers a lot of the core material that's in the book, so you, you, you really get quite a bit of, of, of wealth for nothing if I leave those up. So, and, and I like that. I like that. You know, I, 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 everybody needs to know that oxygen is imperiled. Everybody needs to know that, that at least one person has a plan to save, save our, our oxygen supplies. Everyone needs to know that. Everyone needs to know the other stuff, too. So, yeah, there's that. I'm going to return to the curriculum. And that'll be nice. So, things you can expect in upcoming lectures. I've got an interesting lecture that I'm working on called Macroorganisms and Grace. And it's real interesting because we, 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 we look at the, the, the overarching influences of macroorganisms governing individual constituent bodies, which is what you are. You're a constituent of, a macro, of many macroorganisms. And then we also look at, look at um, um, 
how constituents collectively emit macroorganisms. So there's a top-down view and there's a top-up view. And we can call the top-down view the archetypal view, and we can call the, the, the bottom-up view the syntactic view. So our archetypes, archetypes are umbrellas of experience that condition collectives beneath that are transmitted by the macroorganisms from above. Syntaxes are, are the, the, the grain level um, cellular behavior, behavioral constraints, which limit the constituents' motions so that their, their motions consistently produce the macroorganism. If we all were crazy lunatics, we wouldn't successfully resolve. I mean, we are kind of nuts, but but if we are, are all crazy lunatics moving through, you know, it's what, what was the Monty Python sketch? The 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 school for funny walks, the academy for 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 silly walks. I don't remember, but if if we're all moving around like dipshits, we're not going to resolve into anything. It's really important. <laughs> it's really important that we resolve successfully into larger macroorganisms that's actually part of our nature. So, and, and, and what we're going to install in this lecture is, is something surprising. I am going to talk about macroorganisms and you. I'm going to talk about archetypes and syntaxes, but we're also going to bring in some Jungian concepts. We're going to bring in serendipity and, and synchronicity, and we're going, to, we're going to see how those are evidence of a larger intelligence that, that occurs at the macroorganism at work on you grooming your, your activities. And how and, and and show you how if you can start to identify the macroorganism signals to you, number one, and number two, if you can learn to move more successfully through time because we don't understand how time works, then then you are very likely in a position where where, where you can begin to experience grace because you're going to move more easily through the world. Doesn't that sound nice? It gets better when you eat right. I'm not eating right right now, are you? <laughs> the, the pandemic has me eating garbage. I eat Vietnamese once a day. That's healthy. But, but otherwise, I'm totally... I, I confess, I confess, I confess. I'm going to McDonald's. I'm going to Jimmy John's every day. And really, I need to get back to paleo. So, probably next week. I've got a house full of food I don't want to eat. Just just junk food and cheddar puffs and baked cheese crunchers and all Trader Joe's food. That's just, I'm just like, this is garbage. I don't want to put this in my body. I want to bring down my practical paleo cookbook and my nom nom paleo cookbook and just just start eating right. Because it's... You know, it's the right thing to do. And we'll get into that too. So, so macroorganisms and grace, that's, that's, a, that's an, an upcoming lecture. Um, I want to walk you through my four theories of, uh, um, my four additions to relativity. And, I, and with a caveat, that, that, I'm, that I'm an amateur theorist and I'm an amateur philosopher. And I don't have the same credentials that a physicist or a philosopher has. So, so you know, take that with a grain of salt but also understand that it's important that, that people who are intelligent and who are, who, who are bright raise their voices and, and, and have their ideas considered by the public sphere. 
I don't have the, the credentials that others do, but I certainly have done a great deal of reading, including I've read Einstein's Relativity, one in, you know, the, the first and second special in general relativity. Or is it general and special relativity? I always flip them up. One was in 1905, one was in 1915. I think... I always think special relativity is first, and then I always see that I research it, and it's like, no, general relativity was first, and I don't have... I humbly submit, it doesn't matter. So I've got four additions to relativity. One is about subjective vantage in time. And what, what it asserts is, is that there's not a universal experience of time. Different species of animals experience different, different types of time. Plants and, 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 and trees experience different types of time. And the planet itself and, and its geologic formations experience different types of time. And if you, if you shift your subjective advantage in time radically enough, you know, and there are some variables that, that we experience that, that, that calculate time for us, for example, grain, aperture, rate of flow, so on. If you shift your vantage, your subjective vantage in time, something remarkable happens, and this is, this is, this, this is you know, superposition at work. States of matter present themselves radically differently. So if you're moving really, 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 really fast through the universe, super, super fast, you change your velocity, and you change your rate of time as a consequence, the universe starts to look more like a crystal structure. Our, 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 this is all geology. And the faster you go, the, 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 the more, you know, we'll get into that in the thought problem. The next one is, um, what is relativity for? Oh, relativity for is squanch. <laughs> Um, right, relativity four squanch. Relativity four talks about the impacts of gravity on the spatial fabric, and offers new insight and new in, 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 new insight into the formation of stars and black holes. And I theorize as part of this that black holes are actually essentially eggs which contain growing universes. And you could you could think of the space inside of a black hole as an inside-out, blown-out universe, and and the 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 continual expansion of that universe can be attributed to the inflow of space, spatial fabric, m matter, and energy, and time into the daughter universe from the parent universe. And then there's relativity five. That's macroorganism theory. We've already talked about that a little bit, but I want to go into it just a little bit more. There's, there's, I really want to spend some time um, really laboring on macroorganism theory uh, in this lecture series because it's just so dang important. It's really, really, really important that we, we understand macroorganism theory and we understand what it is that we succeed as in our couples, in our families, in our tribes, in our churches, our schools, our businesses, our governments, our nations, and our planet. And then beyond that, it's also important that we understand that we don't just succeed as organisms, we also succeed as a chemical system. 
So I want to be able to look at the implications of all of that. And then at the same time, looking at the implications of all of that, I want to be able to say, what if God is real? What if one of these macroorganisms that we succeed as is actually what we're talking about when we talk about God? What if the entire embodiment of Catholic of, 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 of Catholic peoples nationwide succeeds one macroorganism, which is their God? What if the entire embodiment of evangelical Christians nationwide succeeds as one organism, which is their God? What if the entire embodiment of, of Shia Muslim um, behavior worldwide succeeds as one macroorganisms, macroorganisms, macroorganism, would that not be one God? Would that not be Allah? And what happens when people raise their voices in, 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 in unison and, in, and say things like, you know, I, I don't know, it's God's will or whatever. I'm, I'm not really a religious person, so we'll leave it there. But, but, but just, just what if God is real? And what if it's, it's staring us in the face? And what if we are an embodiment of the divine? And then the last theory is the one I'm most excited about. And it's because it's, it's you know, like, Relativity 3 and Relativity 4, Neil deGrasse Tyson can totally poo-poo. He doesn't have a college degree. He's, 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 he's in no position that he should be opining about physics theory. All right, whatever. <laughs> you go masturbate. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, so <clears throat> my time theory is... I think it's fantastic because it just comes out of nowhere and there's there's absolutely no um, no parallel for it in modern physics. But what it says fundamentally is that is that the, the fabric of time is punctuated by events. And then the events have connective tissues, which we can call interstitial tissues, which conduct flows between events. And event, events have a side of them that has a receiving gravity, an attractor force, and it has a, another side of them that has a, 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 a repulsive gravity or a sending force. So, so you travel through interstitial tissues and you are drawn to events. And, and once you arrive in those events, you stay in them for a while until the flow carries you out of the event and back into an interstitial tissue. The thought problem that I use to illuminate this is I say time is like a, a river that flows down a mountain that never ends. And sometimes that river is a stream, sometimes that river is a very large river, sometimes that river finds lakes. Lakes are attractors, lakes are events. And what I think is most exciting about this particular theory is that this theory resolves the, the debate between free will and determinism once and for all because it says very, very simply, when you are in a river or a stream, you have very little choice about what you can do. You're carried by a, a rapid current, a flow, and unless you get out of the river, uh, in which case you're outside of time, um, you, you don't have much of a choice. You're going to be carried to your destination whether you like it or not. So you really have to accept in a river that you don't have free will, that, that determinism rules the day, and if you can get comfortable with determinism, you can, you can experience a, quite a bit of grace, 
and 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 you can you can arrive at your event healthy, well rested, and ready to work in the event space. The event space is a lake. And what's different about a lake is there is no current, and so it requires work to get from point A to point B to point C to point D, and so on. But this is where free will has sway, is in lakes. Um, and and you know your your the the real knack of your 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 nimbleness and agency as an individual moving through these 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 temporal structures is it comes comes when you can accurately predict when the next lake is going to be and you can have what you need to be successful in that lake waiting for you when you arrive no one wants to beat their head against the wall trying to have free will in in a, in a river in an interstitial tissue and totally wear yourself out and break yourself down so that when you get to the lake and you have to be able to exert force to get around and make things happen, you're tuckered out. You're beat. You're ruined. You're wiped out. You're, it's, it's, you, you, you feel totally terrible. And you can't be effective when it's called for. So there's a t there's a sample of, of those three things, and, and then I, I'd like to start introducing my ideas about the spore program. I'd like to really walk you through what I envision, and I think we'll start with with just a, a model for 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 what a couple of different spores look like. There's not one spore program. There's 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 the 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 the, the family spore. And then there's another spore that that, that um, is designed for work groups. And yeah, and then there's another spore that's designed for musical performance. And we'll explain in time why those are important. So yeah. I think that's about all I want to say right now. I just want to, I want to I want to indicate that 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 new material is forthcoming. Um, once we get through the spore curriculum and uh, and I talk about why the spore program is 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 really important to redeeming our culture and to reforming what we can do as a macroorganism, then we'll get into um, the project economy and global triage. And we'll also get into the four currencies because those are really important too. So stick around, stay tuned. There's more coming, and in in time we'll answer all your questions. Thanks, guys, and, and uh, for for those who are just reaching this podcast, um, having read Stretch Aeon, um, welcome. Thank you for reading Stretch, and let's get started. <laughs>